You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Mafia, welcome. Welcome into the show, Bills Mafia. It's so good to have you guys with me on the Overreaction Sports Podcast. Welcome in. Welcome into the Overreaction Sports Podcast, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. I am your host. I'm the voice of the Overreaction Sports Podcast. My name is Joe Miller, and you can find me on Twitter, as always, at Joe Miller wired and a whole bunch of people are already jumping into the chat. I'm sitting here with you guys excited to be with you. I tell you what, if you only listen to the podcast version of this, you never get to hear the opener that's on YouTube. And the reason is, is because YouTube basically takes things down if they're copywritten. Well, my intro on the podcast version is copywritten. My intro on the YouTube version is a song that I own. And I tell you what, anytime I'm just feeling a little bit down or a little bit kind of meh about this thing, that intro music on YouTube, man, gets me fired up every single time. But it is so good to have you. My name is Joe. As I said, I'm sitting here drinking the worst margarita I've ever made in my life. I'm out of triple sec and lime juice. So this probably doesn't even qualify as a margarita. And as bad as it is, I'll be honest with you, more than likely, it's still probably better than any margarita you've had that you've bought out at a place because let's just be honest, most restaurants or bars can't make them. Uh, But it is so good to have you. I love you guys. I love the fact that you're with me. Uh, We got a huge show for you tonight. Uh, Whether this podcast, as I always say, finds you around a cup of coffee on the drive to work at the gym with your AirPods in or right now live with me on YouTube. Let me just say one more final time. Welcome. It's so good to have you. This show is brought to you by The Market Dominator. Who is The Market Dominator? The Market Dominator is my friend, John Spaschek. He is a real estate broker with Keller Williams. Keller Williams is the largest real estate brokerage in the world. John Spaschek is one of the top real estate agents in Buffalo, Western New York, and he can help you anywhere in America. If you are in the market to buy a home, to sell a home, whatever it is, go to the guy that I went to. Call John and his team, 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. You reach him on Twitter uh, as well. He is Bills Mafia at Your Elite Broker. You can also email him. I don't know why you do that. Just call him. But you can email him at YourEliteBroker at gmail.com. Just give him a shout. 716-570-3298. John is an awesome dude. He's one of my very good friends. But, uh, yeah, it's so good to have you. Big week. Big week on the pod. Big week for the NFL. Big week for 
just everything that's kind of going on. Welcome to everybody that's in the chat right now in the live comment section on YouTube. It's so good to have every single last one of you. Uh, I want to give a special quick shout out before we get into tonight's show or today's show uh, to Isaiah Hodgins, who joined me last week. If you did not catch that interview with Isaiah, you need to go back to last week and listen to it. It was really good. Isaiah was very candid. Uh, it was everything that I had hoped it would be. I think you would enjoy it as well. So if you did not catch that, please go back and catch it. Uh, but to, for this show, I'm super duper excited for this show. Uh, we have, I say we, because I've got a guest coming, as you know, it's still the off season. We're still doing guests, a special two part show uh, between myself and Jay Spence, the King, who will be joining me for our annual roster projections. Yes. I said annual. The reason that I said annual is because Jay Spence and I did this last year, even though none of you knew it. <laughs> last year at this time, Jay Spence didn't have a show. I don't think actually, I think he did. I think we did the roster projection in May or June uh, and he had had a show by this time. But when we did our roster projections, uh, he didn't have a show yet. I was just kind of really kind of beginning. Uh, but uh, this will be our second one. I'll be honest with you. Last year, Jay Spence, the King was deadly accurate. It was kind of, it was kind of creepy how accurate he was with kind of who ended up on this football team that he had, he had kind of predicted, but this is what we're going to do. We're going to do the offense show one episode one show. One is going to be on this show uh, that you're listening to right now. Uh, the overreaction sports podcast. And then episode two is going to be tomorrow on the code of conduct. So Jay Spence is going to join me for this show Then I'm going to join him live uh, tomorrow for his show. They're both going to drop Monday, Tuesday consecutively. We're going to do your uh, Buffalo bills, 2021 roster projections as we see it. So be looking forward to, if you're listening to this show now, be ready to download the show tomorrow as well. And if you're watching live right now, get ready to watch the code of conduct tomorrow live. Also training camp, as we talked about opens on Tuesday, July 27th. That's this Tuesday. Fam, this Tuesday at One Bills Drive. First practice, I believe, is Wednesday. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are back to football. Back to football, and I'm telling you what, it cannot get here soon enough for me. We've talked already. The Bills have opened up four games to the public, Saturday, July 31st at 10 a.m., Saturday, August 7th at 10 a.m., Wednesday, September 1st at 12 p.m. I will be, and uh, my daughter will be, McKenna will be at the August 7th and the Wednesday, September 1st practices. Would love to connect. Uh, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. The Bills' first preseason game is Friday, August 13th. It's going to be carried at 7 p.m. It's going to be carried on NFL Network Live. Their second one against the Bears, August 21st, 1 p.m., carried on the NFL Network Live. And then the Buffalo Bills' only home uh, preseason game is against the Packers, August 28th. And I actually have coming up, and I've got to figure out how I'm going to do this. I have two free tickets to give to give away the, to that football game. Uh, a good friend of mine, Kenny Dudek, has donated those tickets to the show. So you, Bills Mafia, fans of the Overreaction Podcast, one of you is going to be lucky enough to win those tickets uh, for free to the Packers and Buffalo Bills home uh, preseason football game, the last one of the season. And then the last thing that I got for you before, before I bring on uh, Jay Spence, the King here in about two and a half minutes or so, I've got some extra content this year for you. And I'm not really sure what to do with it or where it fits. Uh, obviously we're, I'm with rumblings. Uh, we've got, you know, the off tackle with John Fina show coming up this year. And John and I are considering, you're talking about doing it weekly instead of quarterly. Uh, which is a which is a haul, and that would be on Rumbling, at least on the Rumblings multicast network on YouTube Live. Uh, I also have my pregame show, 
Uh, I've got some other stuff that I want to do as far as just kind of some weekly breaks and kind of some cut in type things that, that, that I want to get to. So I did this. I started a Patreon account. I don't know why I just started it, uh, which would be somewhat of a precursor to that full time radio station, uh, the Overreaction Sports Network uh, radio that, that Jay Spence, the king and I have talked about for some time. Uh, but pregame show, special interviews, weekly breaks, updates, exclusive content from other content creators. Super cheap. If you're interested in something like that, let me know. Just uh, shoot me a message or hit me up on Twitter or just whatever. Say, hey, man, I'd love to get some more content from you uh, just on the fly. So just just kind of just kind of engage me in that. But uh, keep me posted. I'm not really sure what to do. I loved. So last year I did the pregame stuff. I actually that's actually not true. I did the pregame stuff 2019 and I did the pregame stuff to 2020 and I enjoyed it. And last year I incorporated the bills mafia time to shine segments, which was where uh, bills members of bills mafia actually recorded their takes on what they thought was going to happen in the game the next day on Sunday. And they sent those to me and I played them on the air. I played them on the podcast and that was awesome. I would love to figure out a way to do those live. That would be tremendous. If I could literally take calls and take uh, bills mafia time to shine predictions live on the air, I don't know how I can work that out if I can or not. It, at the very least, the Bills Mafia Time to Shine segment is going to return. It just still may be in a recorded format, maybe to be live. I got some work to do. I got some tech things to figure out. We'll just kind of see what happens. But, yeah, we'll figure that out from here. But what I want to do, I want to take uh, this opportunity to bring in the man, the myth, the legend, uh, my friend, the host of the Code of Conduct, a Code of Conduct, rather. Uh, he's also the co-host with me on the Hump Day Hotline. He doesn't really need an introduction, but as I as I said yesterday on the Built-in Buffalo show, let me tell you about my best friend, Jay Spence King. You singing tonight? You really feeling good? <laughs> What's up, man? It's this trash margarita. It's got me happy. Ah. It's trash, dude. It's, it's this is the worst margarita, dude. I don't know if you know this. You make good margaritas. What's going I make, on? Right, margaritas. My thing. I'm out of lime juice and I'm out of triple sec. Ah, so, yeah, so it's like that's it, that's this, it. Is, this is a trash margarita right here. But you know what? It's 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 all good. How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm actually doing very well. The weather's nice. We had some rain today, so I haven't seen you know precipitation in quite some time. So I got some <laughs> rain, and I was able. To, <laughs> my dogs can be outside for a little bit. So you know, it's like 80 degrees. So they yeah. can actually go outside. It's not 140. It's cool. We uh we have seen a lot of rain. <laughs> yeah, June, June, June was dry. June was dry, hot, and humid, which is totally abnormal, as you know. Hot and humid. Mm-hmm. July has been rainy, cold, chilly-ish. Custom warm days, also humid. Even the cooler days, the the seventy-two or seventy-one, sixty-eight right. degree days, have been sticky and weird. This has been the strangest summer. Uh, that we've ever had, at least in my recollection, my memory in Buffalo. So it's it's been it's been a little strange. So, but you got some rain there, so that's good out yeah. there in the desert. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I'm happy for it. And 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 real quick, I know I know um you haven't gone to the comments yet, but my guy Troy wanted to make sure I wasn't rocking my my Patriots, oh, and I'm not rocking it. it. <laughs> I'm not rocking it because I'm rocking my Cover One gear. You know, what I mean, I got to rep my boys. I got my man Sturros and all that, but. Uh, first of all, okay, let's 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 not hate on let's not hate on Superman. Okay, this is my guy. I don't like nobody else on that team, but this guy right here, I'm I'm going I'm going to rep him. So actually, tomorrow when y'all tune in for the code of conduct, y'all can be prepared to see this. I was going to wear the, the Bills Mafia babes joint tomorrow, but it's going to be Cam. It's going to be Cam. The the problem the problem there it is right there. The problem is is uh you're flying the flag. You're you're flying the colors, and it's just it's just it's just tough. It's just tough for me. But uh, but yeah. So what we're gonna do? 
and I hope you're prepared. I know you are. You always prepare. But uh, we're going to give our offensive roster predictions or projections for the Buffalo Bills. Um, do you have any comments before we jump into this? I do. I, I want to, before we start, I do want to say, because we're doing offense first, right? Or You're doing offense first, and then tomorrow okay. we're doing defense on your show, right. which is cool. Right. I don't know that anybody's done that before. I, like, I'm excited about my listeners hearing you, and then, like, hopefully your listeners will get to hear me, right? And it, this should be fun. So, yeah. You don't think we have the same listeners? I don't know. Oh. I, I, know about, <laughs> I know about the assist listens thing, but I, I don't know that I'm willing to just imagine that everybody that listens – to my show on Monday. Cause I I'm the first drop Monday mm -hmm. listens to all the shows. Does that make sense? Okay. Like I have a feeling yeah, that, that you've got sense. people that listen to you circle. The wagons have people to listen to them. We know that Bruce, everybody listens to Bruce. Yeah, um, yeah. Right. And then obviously Anthony's got guys that listen to him. I'm just not sure. I, I don't, I don't want to be naive enough to think that everybody that listens to your show, that listens to mine and that, and then I guess that would work the opposite direction too. Right. Back yeah. To no, I'm with you. I'm yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense. So, yeah. but I do want to say that, you know, um, this year we have the type of roster that is is going to hurt you know so you know you can't keep what do we have right now like 80 88 guys right now currently there's the, a bunch the depth hurt. Um, a we bunch. can't keep them all and yeah. the guys that are there is going to be some tough calls so when we do this tonight and then tomorrow please don't have me wake up on Twitter tomorrow <laughs> or the next day where you're canceling me because I'm not predicting that I hate anybody. It's just that I think that there are going to be tough decisions that have to be made this year. Thank you, Chris Yankee, for listening to us both. Thank you, Richard Rush, for listening to us both. Appreciate you guys. Uh, that's so funny. Um, and then uh, Lone Wolf says that uh, most of the people in the chat do listen to every show, and it's true. Uh, there are regulars, yeah. as we like to call them, which is uh, – which is really, really awesome. Um, yeah, as far as the the roster projections go, we, we, we've we done a pretty good job, I think, of laying the foundation over the last several weeks, specifically on the Humpty Hotline, Just which you guys are going to get a lot of us this week. So Joe and Spence, Mon uh, Sunday, Joe and Spence, Monday, Joe and Spence, Wednesday. So uh, buckle yep. in. Actually, and you got us last night, too, on Saturday on the Built in Buffalo show. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, we're just taking over. We're taking over the world. Um, but we've done a pretty good job, I think, in laying down the, the foundation, as you just said, that a lot of Buffalo Bills players that we like or expect to make this roster are potentially going to get cut, um, which is going to be tough for us. Now, the, the practice squads are at 16 again this year. So a lot of those guys will come back because teams are probably going to be working to protect their own. But some of the guys are gonna, that are going to get cut more than likely are potentially going to be starters on other football teams. Um, so, yeah, I would say the same thing. Uh, these are projections. These are guesses. Please don't flame either of us uh, as it pertains to what we're going to guess going forward. So I'm going to let you go first. Do you want to start boring with the offensive line? Do you want to start a little more exciting? Maybe QBs? Where do you want to start? Um, you know, I, I would I would think the QBs are going to be boring because I feel like we probably agree there, and I don't think it's going to be tough. But you might, wherever you, you want to start, let's start. Let's start with the uh, let's start with the obvious. Let's start with the quarterback. So who do you got? For, so we're we're obviously filling out fifty three. Does not have to be even like one side right. of the next. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say much more. I'm gonna let you talk. Let you talk. So Jay Spence the King on court, quarterback projections for the Buffalo Bills in 2021. So for the 53-man roster, I think this year we're going into it with two quarterbacks. I don't think um, Jake Fromm or Davis Webb makes the roster. Uh, Davis Webb may, you know, make it back around and, and hit that practice squad like last year. The team loves him as like a coach type guy. He's super smart. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, he can play as well. Like, he, you know, he'll develop and, and actually maybe make a roster somewhere someday. But uh, he's more of a brain. He's more of somebody who helps Josh Allen read plays. He's more of somebody who really helps him study mm -hmm. uh, film and all that stuff. So, so 
Davis Webb might actually make the roster, but the Buffalo Bills went out, not the roster. I mean the, the practice squad. I'm right, sorry. Right. Um, but uh, I think Jake Fromm is gone. Um, wow. He has to have like a lights out training camp. We didn't get to see him last year in training camp. Uh, we didn't have a preseason. So this year it might be the chance for him to do it. The Buffalo Bills took him just because he was like the highest rated play. Like he was so highly ranked for where he was. That was just like, okay, we have to take him. We can't not. Uh, but the Buffalo Bills did, they did a great thing and and went out and upgraded their backup quarterback position mm. by uh, signing Mitch Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a starter. A lot of times people make comparisons prior to last year. Um, they make comparisons between Josh Allen and Mitch Trubisky. So there are a lot of similarities between their games. I think Mitch is going to learn a lot this year, and I think he's also trying out for Brian Dayball's starting position, whatever team he coaches. So I think they're going into it with two quarterbacks. I think that's that. I don't think there's anything to talk about there. Gotcha, gotcha. I uh, I disagree. Um, okay. I actually, I've got the Bills keeping three. I've got them obviously keeping QB one. I've got them keeping Trubisky, who at this point in time is kind of like a rented football player, which I'll be honest with you, going into 2021 with Trubisky as our backup makes me feel wholly like more secure than last year. If you remember, I was the guy first quarter of the season last year saying one of the biggest holes on this team is QB two. Like the backup quarterback is one of the biggest holes on this football team because God forbid something happens to Josh Allen. I don't think any of us were sure. I love Matt Barkley. This isn't a slam on Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley is an awesome dude. He's a wonderful husband, a wonderful father. I follow him on his social media. He's a great dude. I'm just not confident that he can win two of four games if the Bills, if something were to happen to Josh Allen. So I'm excited about Trubisky, who comes in here as a backup, obviously off of a slide, but with a winning record. The dude's got a winning football record, which says something just about the, his ab- ability with guys around him to potentially do something. I do have Jake Fromm making this football team. And the reason that I have Jake Fromm making this football team is more about Trubisky than Jake Fromm. I think the Bills are probably going to be working with Jake Fromm a lot. Again, we haven't seen him. He could come out and completely fall on his face. So everything, because you're right, we have not seen anything from Jake Fromm. We haven't seen him really throw a pass outside of like in shorts. Mm-hmm. My guess is, is they're going to begin grooming him to be the backup to Allen for the next couple of years. Trubisky's only going to be here for one year. There's no way he's re-signing with Buffalo. He wants to yeah. be a starter. The reality is, is after this year, being with Dable, being with Josh, who knows? He could come out next year and do a Kurt Warner type of a thing. He could be in a, a much improved quarterback from this one year of having less pressure, time to soak it in, time to learn. My point is he's gone. I think the Bills look to Fromm as having a guy in the system. Last year, he was totally protected, not with the team. This year, he's going to be with the team in the quarterback room practicing. Uh, I think Davis Webb might still be in the practice squad doing that scout team stuff. But I think they're going to begin grooming Fromm to basically be the backup for Allen in 2022. So I've got Allen Trubisky and Fromm, and that's just my opinion, which frankly, between us, is just my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thoughts about that <laughs> well no i mean i understand why you why you would think um you know from will make the team he they, they use a draft pick on him yep and and the thing is you know they don't like cutting their draft picks they don't and and i, I saw eli in the comments there say that he doesn't think that that from will be traded I, I agree i don't think that he has any trade value really right. um but well it's also you have to also we're having this conversation prior to training camp. So around the league, you have to remember every single year and God forbid, like, you know, I'm, I'm hoping and praying to God it's not our team, but every year 
um, there's a running back or wide receiver or lineman or quarterback that goes down. So Jake Fromm right now may not have any trade value, but say, you know, week two in preseason, somebody gets injured and then all of a sudden goes down and then, hey, we got a Jake Fromm for you right here. Give us a fifth round pick for him and we'll give him to you. So right. I don't know, but but I do not think he's making that roster. Honest to God. No worries. No worries. So I've got three. You've got two quarterbacks. Running backs, who you got? Running backs. So this one, um, yesterday we actually kind of touched on this. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm including Taiwan Jones because he's actually a running back, but in my mind, you know, he's making a roster as as a sure thing because of special teams. Um, I I do think Zach Moss is RB one. I think Matt Breida is coming in as RB two, and I I believe that the guy that we kind of have in there for plug and play, or if somebody isn't doing right and we want to bring him in for a game here and there, I think Antonio Williams gets that call mm-hmm. last night. I got a lot of, um, actually got four DMS about, come on. <laughs> I got four DMS. <laughs> Look, I love Devin. Okay. So this is one of the parts that I was talking about earlier at the top of this, when Joe brought me in and I said, Hey, don't go off on me. Don't cancel right, me. Right, I right. love Devin Singletary. I think Devin Singletary is a phenomenal running back, but I think that he's a phenomenal running back in a different type of system. And I don't yeah, think no. so his rookie year, if we were running the same type of scheme that we were running for runs, then I would be like, man, Devin's RB one. It's about to happen. That's not where we're going. So with that being said, I think, um, there's a real possibility that we see the Buffalo Bills. I said last night or Saturday at this point, if you're listening to this on Monday, I said that, you know, I think pretty much the Buffalo Bills are going to do what they did with Sammy Watkins and with um, Sean McDermott's first year. He came in. We got to see Sammy and, and Tyrod like play after play after play after play. We just like, okay, Sammy's healthy. Everybody in Buffalo was excited right. until the next day when the trade went through. And it was like, wait, right. what happened? That's right. I think we're going to see a similar type of situation with Devin. Possibly the one that I picked and the, or the one that I guessed obviously is a – it seems like an obvious choice with the L.A. Rams seeing that uh, Cam Akers went down with the – I believe it was yeah. a Achilles. Yeah, Achilles injury, yep. I've got, so I'm a little bit different. I've gone a little more traditional. I've got Zach Moss, obviously RB1, making this football team. I've got Devin Singletary as RB2 still. This is where I get a little confused and I can literally go back and forth. I'm not as sold that on Brita being the savior that so many other people in Bill's Mafia, to include content creators, labeled him to be when we signed Matt Brita for a number of reasons. And I may... I'll be honest with you. If anybody goes back and watches the show that I did with Pat Moran, because he was signed. And then I had Pat Moran on the show from talking, from talking Buffalo. Uh, uh, I, I, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it then. And what I mean by not feeling is I didn't understand necessarily why all of a sudden Matt Breida was crowned the hero and the savior. Oh, we finally checked the box. We have a running back. And I was like, wait a second. And I said this last yesterday, I don't understand why nobody was talking about Matt Breida being the answer last week. And now that we've signed him, he's suddenly the answer. And since that day, I'm just more and more convinced. Even as I was talking to my dad today uh, down at the lake, he was asking me about Matt Breida. And I was like, you know, there's a reason that he never, he didn't crack the Miami Dolphins lineup. There's a reason that he did just enough in San Francisco for them to continue looking for the other guy, whoever the other guy was going to be. Um, all that to say this, I've got Matt Breida in here, but I really want it to be Antonio Williams. I really, really want it to be Antonio Williams because I just feel like, and this could be that wonderful Buffalo underdog spirit that I talk about all the time, 
Uh, it's just, I want the guy on the bench that has a lot of heart, the Freddie Jackson of the world, right? It just could be that for me. Uh, but I've got Breed in here now and I've got Taiwan Jones as well. I've got the Buffalo Bills keeping four running backs. Um, yeah, Moss, Singletary, Brita, and Jones. And my heart really wants it to be Antonio Williams. So, yeah. Yeah. And like I said, even with that, the Devin, the Devin situation, if he stays, trust me, I'm happy. The reason why, the reason why I even consider it a possibility that they may trade him is is just the way it's gone for him. Um, right. So, so his rookie year, we saw it and and it was like, okay, this guy. I'm excited. Now we can get rid of Frank Gore. Everybody was happy because Frank yep, Gore wasn't yep, yep, yep. quite doing it. It's like, okay, Devin's that dude. Let's do it. And last season, the entire scheme switched up. It changed. And then as the season went along, you saw him getting less snaps. Mm. You saw him getting less opportunities to do anything. Not just run the ball, just be on the field, just less opportunities. And then, you know, obviously, you know, we always now make reference to him being benched in the AFC Championship game. Yep, yep. I like him. I like him. I've, I've seen him do some things that that make me excited to have him on the roster, but he doesn't have that second gear. He doesn't have that speed. He'll make that first guy miss. But because he has to make that type of move to make the guy miss, then you have other guys already getting into the plates to tackle yeah, him. So yeah, yeah. we need a guy that can get into that second level and like just bust it, you know, just 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 take it to the house. Yeah. Uh, Vermin says, and, and I agree, uh, the comment comes from Vermin. And thanks for being a part of the show, Vermin. He says, we have a locker room full of RB2s and no clear number one. That's literally what I said all last year. I said mm -hmm. the problem with the Buffalo Bills run game is we have a bunch of RB2s. We have no RB1, which was similar to the problem in 2019 is we didn't have an RB or a wide receiver one. And Here's everybody, thing, hang on, everybody back then okay. blasted me on, on Twitter because I was like, we don't have a wide receiver one. Well, Robert Foster could be if he got chances. Every, John Brown is great. John <laughs> yeah. Brown this. And I was like, you don't know. We have not. And then what happens? We get Stefan Diggs. And all of a sudden we remember what it's like having a wide receiver one. Oh, that's what Eric Mould used to be. That's what Andre <laughs> Reed used to be. Like, that's what a wide receiver one looks like. I don't know that we know what, what having a shady on this team looks like anymore. Does that make sense? It, it does, but it doesn't. Like, it makes sense because shady was only, it was only like three years ago. Right. So it's it like, long ago. It's like we really forgot that quickly what an RB one looks like. Yes. And to your point about about um, <laughs> about Diggs, isn't it hilarious that like now? I mean, every once in a while in the chat, you'll you'll see our guy Duke pop up. But it's like we do not hear about Duke. No. And there was a time where we could not open a show, <laughs> like you couldn't turn, you could not hit, you know, start the broadcast without Duke being said at least three times in the first 30 seconds Duke playing now, this week. is Duke playing this week right like is he gonna be active are they gonna activate Duke are they gonna activate Duke <laughs> yeah no it's, it's it's absolutely true so uh Matthew uh Ronkowski says I have Motor Moss Breed and Williams Jones is 33 and had six total tackles last year and zero running yards zero passing yards he also had a drop in the end zone to uh to break the record it Jones that one Jones is based on and you can speak to this Spence you did so well last night Jones is based on his special teams ability go ahead and talk about that yeah 100 percent. so i mean he last night on on built in buffalo's broadcast we talked about how you know it seems like he always makes the roster every year and everybody's like why is this dude on the roster he doesn't get any carries right. that's because his in-game speed his in-game ability when he's you know it, he's the gunner so when he's out there and and they, they kick that punt or it's a kickoff he's normally the first or second guy down there if he's not the first is tyler uh i always say it wrong matikovich matikovich yeah Medicaid. I always say it wrong. I'm yep. sorry, Tyler. Forgive me. But uh, between the two of them, those guys are there. And not only are they there, they make the tackle. Right. <laughs> when right. they get there, it happens. So uh, Taiwan Jones, he's 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 valuable on special teams in the same sense that 
Trey White is valuable to the defense. And yeah. I, I know it might not look like that because a lot of people don't value special teams in that way. But believe me when I tell you, coaches value special teams that oh, way. Yeah. And Tywan Jones is one of those guys. He's making that roster. And I agree with Chris Janke. He, he mentioned Siron or uh, Siron Neal. Same mm-hmm. thing. Siron is, he, he's a lock. I mean, he's a draft pick that's that's been consistent, but he's a lock as well. They're the same type of guy. Yeah, before we move on, I want to touch on Zachary Berenger's uh, comment where he says, I'm good with not knowing what having a shady looks like. This offense is fine with a bunch of number two running backs. Mm-hmm. Great way to put it. I didn't I didn't say that necessarily to to like make some powerful statement that anybody wasn't thinking about. Uh, I said it just because it's what we have right now. It doesn't mean it's what we're going to have in 2021. There's a very good chance that Zach Moss could come into his own and become an RB1 in this football team on this football team and in this offense. The problem is, is even if we had Dalvin Cook, uh, Derek Henry, Ezekiel Elliott, Josh Allen is Josh Allen. And this football team trusts this coaching staff trusts him. They're going to throw the football. That's what this football team is. So to get a guy that's a true number one, that can be that change of pace that when you give him the football, he's a weapon, he's dangerous. You and I wanted Travis ETN for that reason. We wanted that guy in the backfield, not to take up carries away from Josh. So Josh isn't throwing more, but more so that when Josh hands the ball off, you've got a guy that's bruising, beating, pounding, whatever you want to call it, damaging defenses. Zach Moss could be that guy. We don't know yet, but I would tell you that this football team is better with an RB one. Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, the comment, I just like, I understand where where it's coming from because now we have the quarterback and we have the explosive offense that makes you excited to see them throw the ball. So I completely get it. But what ends up happening is, is the same thing that look at any team in history that only could throw. Right. What ends up happening is you're going to meet a team at some point in your season. You're going to meet a team that knows how to stop the pass and they may not completely stop it. Like Josh might not throw for just 60 yards, you know, but at the same time, he's not going to beat every team with 380 yards and four touchdowns. So when that happens, you have to be able to switch and, and, you got to have adjustments. And if you don't have a guy that you can say, you know what, I'm going to hand this ball off to you 15 times. I need you to give me at least 50 yards. And I don't think that's a tall ass. That's not even five yards to carry. Right. So we're saying 15 times. I need you to give me 50 yards. We yep. haven't had a guy consistently that could give us 60 yards a game. Right. We don't have it. So now uh, previously, I think Zach Moss can be that guy. I really do. I do too. But the thing is, I don't think that he can be that if he's splitting everything with, with Devin. Agreed. So, but, but we need a running game a hundred percent. And I don't want Josh to have to run for 400 yards anymore, 500 yards anymore. Right. Like, yeah, keep that part of your game to keep people off or on their toes, but I don't want to see Josh taking hits. And like, there was one point last season, I think I like tweeted one of those, like, Oh my God, I'm hot and bothered. Like one of those type of memes when Josh slid, he didn't take a hit. And I was like, Oh my God, he slid. I don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. Cause it's like, what in the world? It just doesn't happen. Right, right, right. Pam Madonna in the show. Pam's good to see you. Hi. How are my two favorite guys? Miss you, Pam. We miss you too. Football season's about to be back. Uh, let's jump over to wide receivers and keep this train a rolling as I have a feeling when we get to O-line, there might be a little more time for conversation, but, uh, yeah, what do you got for wide receivers? Wide receiver, I think is simple this year. I think obviously the, um, the, the top four guys uh, we know, you know, um, Diggs, Beasley, Sanders, and Davis, you know, I think they're there. A lot of times people want to group McKenzie into that conversation. And I think that you, you can, in most times, the reason why I'm not going to group him there is because I do think that he actually will have to win um, the punt and kick return job to make the roster. I don't think that it's his, I don't think that he's going to lose it. I think that he should win it. 
But what I'm saying is if he doesn't win it, is not a, you know, he's not a lot just as a wide receiver. So for this purpose, I'm going to throw him in there because I do think that he makes the, I think he wins that role. But Brandon Powell, do not sleep on his ability um, in the return game. That's why they signed him, to compete for that role. They didn't sign him for any other purpose. But then we're in the same situation we were in last year with Andre Roberts. So I'm going to, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to say that the, the top four guys are going to make it. Then I'm going to go uh, Isaiah McKenzie. And I'm sorry, I know this is this is this is gonna be. Yeah, I ain't going to hear this. Yeah, not going to hear this. I'm going Jake Kumaro. Really? I'm going touchdown. Wow! Jesus. Touchdown, Jesus making the football team. I do. I know your guy is Hodgins, and he probably will make the roster. I'm just at this point. Um, I was just looking at. I was just looking at the 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 way he is actually respected around the league. He's on the up and coming and it's not to fans like fans don't quite know about it. But right, when you right. talk to players and you listen to how players talk about other players, there are certain guys that, you know, oh, they're coming. Like the way football players talk about other football players is like, oh, no, this dude is for real. He's going to be here. Jake Kumaro, touchdown. Jesus is somebody that I didn't well, understand it when Aaron Rodgers was like, oh, I, I like this guy. That. Let's keep him. He was mad. I didn't understand it. So the, he was he was. Hot. Yeah, the disgruntled issue with Aaron Rodgers is he feels like the Packers are not putting talent around him. And mm -hmm. to talk about that, which is funny because he has Devontae Adams, but he was very upset when they nabbed Kumaro off the Bills practice squad and then played him for a game and then cut him. He was upset. He was not happy. And then I think consequently Kumaro came back, right? And that was the Denver game. And that's when he scored that touchdown. Uh, mm -hmm. I could be wrong. Chris Janky will correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, Chris Janky got the stats on lock. He got the, <laughs> Chris Janky got the stats. Yeah, 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 for sure. So you man, Berman says Hodgins over Sanders. Really? I I, 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 I don't want to say I predicted that. I said that a couple months ago. That I felt like Emmanuel Sanders was kind of in that opportunity of because of so much talent that the Bills have with Diggs. Beasley, Davis, known talent, even McKenzie a little bit, that it kind of puts Sanders kind of on that bubble if he can't find that rhythm with Josh. What made Diggs so special, what made Davis so special was the fact that in 2020, they both came in and they had immediate instant chemistry with Josh. And I know that they did some practices off the field or off the, off you know, uh, on the side during offseason, but Coming out of camp, many camp OTAs, we heard a lot that Sanders was not on the same page with Allen. So there's, I'm not saying that's not possible. However, I have Diggs, Sanders. I have Sanders making this football team. This is where I'm going to differ. I've got Diggs, Sanders, Beasley, Davis, obviously. I do have Hodgins, McKenzie, and Stevenson. I've got the Bills literally keeping seven because I've taken one away from the offensive line. So I've got the Bills, and I'll talk about that in a second. I've got the Bills keeping Diggs, Sanders, Beasley, Davis, Hodgins, McKenzie for special teams, and I think there's a grooming there for Stevenson. So there might be a chance that McKenzie's doing punt returns. Stevenson's doing kick returns. I'm not sure. I just kind of have a gut feeling that the Bills are not going to go this year with six. I think they're going to go with seven. That's just what I feel. If they go with seven, I absolutely see uh, Stevenson making the roster. But the thing is, where I'm at, I would if if that's if they're going to keep him, I would still prefer Stevenson to make the practice squad and then put Hodgins on, like the with the same guys that I listed. Yeah, for sure. The problem the, the problem that I have, the reason that I'm leaning Stevenson, is because as much as John Brown can run the full route tree, which we discovered and nobody knew until he got here, for the most part, the Bills didn't also use him on go routes a lot. They used him some. There's nobody in that group: Dig Sanders, Beasley, Davis, Hodgins, even McKenzie. That the, I don't. We've not seen them. We the guy that of those of those names outside of Diggs and Diggs is an outlier because he's obviously elite. Davis, I think, ran and got and connected on more like down the field go route type routes than any of those guys did. 
And I think Stevenson is the guy that they might want to make up for that John Brown Man. sometimes down the field getting behind the defense. Like, I, I just wonder if that's what they're thinking because he's got that speed. But that's just a thought. Bruh, do not sleep on Emmanuel Sanders. I'm not. I'm not at all. I mean, obviously, we we, we understand the word vertic verticality, and you don't have to necessarily be fast to be able to get deep. So, right. No, but he's fast. He's he is fast. fast as well. He is fast And, and well. the thing is, last year he was playing with Drew Brees, who – a was on the decline for his career, but B also had cracked ribs and noodle arm, you know? Yeah. So like he had a lot wrong. And so he had a quarterback that really couldn't throw the ball longer than 12 yards. Yep. He has a quarterback this year. I <laughs> promise you, we're going to see a lot of those go routes from Emmanuel. Just look back a couple years to Sanders and in, in Denver. Yeah, Look yeah, back yeah. on those years. I wanted Sanders as a free agent when he left and went to new Orleans. I wanted him then. Sanders, I'm telling you, I know I, we didn't like him at one point in Buffalo. I think he had like a dirty play in Buffalo. They, they came and played us. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember if he like, I, I don't remember exactly what it was. I think he faked an injury or something like that or something like, I don't, I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But I'm, aside from that, I loved everything about Emmanuel Sanders, man. He's going he's gonna to do Josh something special. And as much as I love John Brown, this is an upgrade. Because I right agree. now we have three guys and four, if you want to include Davis, but we have three guys that are incredible on the route tree. We have guys yeah. that can get open whenever they, they can get open in their sleep. Like separation. Give me a break. Like right. Josh is about, you know, we're going to eat. <laughs> we are going to eat on offense. Josh. I'm just, I'm just glad you finally come to my side because when the bill signed Sanders and let John Brown go, I said he was an upgrade. You let you, you got the whole, you would have put some respect on John Brown's name. Like you gave me that conversation. Well, yeah. I mean, it is an upgrade. It is an upgrade, but it's like, I still think, I feel like a lot of times when, when players leave Buffalo, what ends up happening, and I don't think you do this, but I think what happens a lot of times, the conversation yeah. immediately goes to like the players negatives yeah, as opposed to appreciating them. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, like, like what? Because he's not here now. All of a sudden he's trash. What happened to him when he was three weeks, three weeks ago? You loved him. You was like, right. oh, I hope he's healthy because he's <laughs> the best thing in the world. And now that he's gone, it's like, oh, well, we upgraded anyway with Sanders. Right. Yo, put some respect on my man Smoke's name. Smoke yeah, is a monster sure. he's and a he's going to do the damn thing out there, out there in Vegas this year. I, I hope so, because I'm a closet Derek. Derek Carr fan. It's probably not a closet Derek Carr fan anymore because I've said it on the show 15,000 yeah, times. Yeah. So everybody knows at this point that I'm a little bit of a Derek Carr fan. So uh, wide receivers, we differ, which is great. Uh, uh, tight ends. I have a feeling we're going to end up the same way. So I'll be interested to see what you have for tight ends. Um, How many do you have them keeping? And I, Three. Let me know. Oh, yeah, Three. I think we're uh, okay. So I think we're the same. Then I have Knox, Sweeney and Hollister making it. Oh, we are different. Because I've at? got Knox, Hollister and Gilliam. Really? Yeah, I have Sweeney. Well, see, up. the thing I kind of use, I, 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 I have Gilliam listed as a as a uh, fullback on my on mine though. So I do have gotcha. him making a roster. Gotcha. Okay, so that so that's a little bit different. Yeah, I think they, I think he's. I could be wrong. I think he was listed last year as a tight end. I don't think they listed him during the season as a fullback. I know he played the fullback position, but right. I, I thought he was listed as a tight end. So you've got them. Keeping, he may be. If he's listed as a tight end, you've got them keeping four tight ends. Well, if he's listed as tight as a tight end, then I'm going to go on a limb and say that Sweeney might not make it. Yeah. Um, I, I, Hollister's making this team. They, they want, team. yeah, they they want to be able to to pass it to the tight end and get yards after. Like they they and he's a pass catching tight end. He's going to do some things. Yeah. If he can come here and replicate what he did with Russell Wilson, the Buffalo Bills will absolutely be happy with him. So um, I'm interested just in seeing what his relationship and his chemistry from college that he has with Josh Allen looks like. I'm just interested. I'm excited about that, which, you know, that's the whole Tanner Gentry piece as well. You know, is Tanner Gentry an outlier because he's got that, you know, connection to Josh Allen, maybe on a practice squad. We'll see. 
Um, but yes, I'm excited about the same exact thing. I, I want to see Hollister play football. He he had a very, very good. It's funny because it was quiet. He had a very good football game against us when the Seahawks came here. Like I had to look, go back and look it up. Like it, it, it was wasn't quiet, a bad. He, did, he, <laughs> he, he worked he well. Yeah, he played well. Like <laughs> yeah. it, it, so it's kind of strange. So yeah, I've got Knox, Hollister, and Gilliam. You've got Knox, Hollister, Sweeney, and Gilliam, possibly Sweeney gone if they list him as a tight end, which totally makes sense. Now for the soup, for the fun. Uh offensive line uh how do you want to break this down you want to go tackles do you want to go just all of them at once do you want to go guard center like blah 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 blah. i think i think the, the flexibility that the bills have right now in the offensive line is tremendous i which is going to allow them to not keep 10 uh but yeah i don't know i don't know what you're thinking well i think obviously every starter from last year is back so um williams for morris feliciano dawkins they're on the roster locks, locks. yeah i have them on the um, top. i think spencer I have them on the brown top. is a lock Spencer Brown is the lock. They're not going to cut him for yeah. sure. Third round draft pick. He's he's there. Um, I also, this is this is the part where it gets tricky for me because um, I, I liked what we got from Ike last year. I think Ike stepped in when we needed him, Bucker, and yep. I think you know he wasn't he wasn't obviously because that's why he's not the starter. He wasn't the best. You know, but he he came in and, and and he he was a hell of a lot better than Brian Winter. So, mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I think Forrest Lamp reminds me a lot of um what the buffalo bills have already gotten out of cody ford mm. so i think if if we can unlock the potential in cody ford and unlock the potential in forest lamp we have a starting caliber guard coming in in rotational purposes or um if somebody's injured or whatever we have a starting caliber sure you know it, it, and then i don't know that's where it gets tough for me because um you know, he's to, to, to point to this point in his career, he's been a disappointment in that sense on the field. Similarly to what what Cody Ford has been to some Bills fans as far as like, oh, yeah. he hasn't put certain games together. Right. I think I think um, Forrest Lamp makes the team. I have him making the team as well. I've got Dawkins, yeah. Ford, Morris, Feliciano, Williams. Obviously, that's going to be day one. So first game of the season, that's who's going to start in this football team, barring any injuries. I've got them keeping Ryan Bates. I think I think what the Bills have in this situation is a very workable malleable kind of like we can fit anybody into a hole that we need to Ryan Bates can play across the entire offensive line, but mm -hmm. uh, Bucker, if I'm not mistaken, can play guard and tackle Brown is clearly a third round draft pick. Who's going to play tackle. So he's probably going to be a swing tackle. And then Forrest lamp is just kind of like an ace in the hole. If something goes wrong with one of your guards and let's be honest, the biggest problem the Buffalo bills had last year with this offensive line was at the guard position, both the left and right. Uh, at different times, primarily Brian Winters, but to have a guy that you can plug and play if if Ford or Feliciano go down, or if you're not happy with Ford or Feliciano, to have a guy that you can stick in there that's got a lot of like career starts, has played very good football at times, and then you've got somebody else. I think Chris Schenke put it in the chat. Uh, you know they've developed Ike Bucker. I think they like him, and they're going to keep him because they've developed him, and, he, and he's he's a system guy. He's a process guy. Yeah, no, I agree. And and but even with him being a system or process guy, he's actually performed up to that system and that, pro you know, like he mm -hmm. he's taken full advantage of those opportunities. And and Brian Winters, he, he didn't it, it, like now I get to watch him again out here. He's uh he signed with the Arizona Cardinals and I got season tickets. So I get to actually <laughs> uh, I get to if, see that again. If he makes that football team, do you think he'll actually make the football team? I do. I do. But I think that they um. I think they'll get rid of them quickly because they greatly improved their offensive line. They they brought in probably the best center in the league, and they um, they're doing big things this year. They're trying to really put, 
push forward. I don't I don't know if they'll be able to do it. I still think the Seahawks kind of I think the Seahawks will 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 run it this year, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Pamela, defense is tomorrow on the Code of Conduct, so you have to come back tomorrow on uh, Monday live on the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube 9 p.m. Network, 9 p.m. Uh, to catch the, the defense. So here's my question. So there's a lot of expectation. There's a, there was a ton of expectation last year surrounding the Cardinals. There's a lot of expectations surrounding the Cardinals this year. Meanwhile, Chandler, Chandler Jones wants off this football team. What is going on? Yeah. Well, I think from everything that I'm hearing out here and I'm talking to some people, it sounds like he's not happy with um, they did some special things with, with DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Um, he he already had a deal and he had a three year. He had three years left on his deal. They kind of gave him some extra money. He earned it, but they gave him some extra money. Uh, Jones absolutely deserves a new contract. And I think the way they went about mm. paying other people and newer people prior to paying him, mm-hmm. I think that that kind of put a bad taste in his mouth. So I think this whole thing is is 100 percent about, you know, why didn't you take care of me when I, you know, consistently have been a dog for you he's had right, sack right. seasons of 14 19 18 you know like he's a beast yeah, yeah. you pay that guy so so yeah it, it sounds like that's what it is i would love to figure out a way to, for him to come to buffalo it's impossible though bills fans so i saw i saw greg thompson say that it was possible i think it's impossible uh bruce Jones in there for uh chris Chandler jones for xavian howard who says no <laughs> i'm not i'm not i'm not getting tangled up in cardinals and dolphins trades <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh hard pass. Um so yeah, so we uh we we kind of cut through that really really quick which is which is cool. What's funny about this year and we did last year we did the offense first and we did special teams I think day 1 as well. Special teams this year isn't quite as blurry, right? Foggy as it was last year. You jumped out and, and immediately said Tyler Bass is making this roster before we saw him kick a football. Yeah. If you remember now yeah. this year, you know, it's clearly Reed Ferguson, Tyler Bass and, and hack, right? Hawk is his name. Hawk, Hawk, however you pronounce it, pronounces, pronounces last name. Is there anything special, anything missing there? What are we missing on this offense? It can't be that sim- simple. I've got three, four, seven, 14, 17. What do I got? Uh, 26 guys on the offense making this team. What do you have? What's your number? I didn't even add it up here. Um, while I'm while I'm trying to do some math, I will say the special teams. I mean, I I started off talking about the Isaiah McKenzie and like the that's going to be the biggest battle of camp yeah, in my for opinion. Sure, for sure, I special know the cornerback too is one that people want to talk about, and we're going to talk about that tomorrow for defense. But um, I, I don't I I really I don't think the cornerback two position is is that much of a battle. I think I, I think we know who's going to win that. I really do. But but this this kick and punt return, I'm gonna tell you, man, that's rough. I. I because McKenzie, he's he's he scored so many touchdowns last year. So what happens is it, it skews your view of him because you see, oh, he only hit the field this many times and he scored this many touchdowns, or he has an average of this, or he has an average of that. Right. You're absolutely correct. But the thing is, when you have a very limited sample size, mm-hmm. you can't really make that determination for a season. We had, and and I'm not gonna go on my my um my Andre Roberts love fest here, but you know we had somebody that consistently did great things from those two from the kick Indeed. return position and the punt. Now you know we don't have anything. We don't have anything on paper that we know is there. Right. We have guys that can that have ability, but we don't have anything proven. Well, the big, so, the, the big enigma is, is punt return. We have guys that can return kicks. So Stevenson can return kicks. Uh, obviously, Isaiah's return kicks. I think Tanner, 
Tanner. There's a whole bunch of Brandon that that, that Powell kid has returned kicks. I was talking when I was talking to my dad today. We were talking about special teams, and he was like, "I don't care who it is, as long as they don't drop the football on a punt." And I was like, "Well, if that's the dude, then that's Micah Hyde." So the question is, can the Bills afford with this offense, and potentially if this defense returns to form, can the Bills afford to go back to a Chris Watson type of a game plan as it as it pertains to punt returns? Hey, dude, catch the ball, don't drop it. No. No. I agree. I mean, I can elaborate. Elaborate. <laughs> I, agree. I know where you're going. I agree with you. Elaborate. So I know everybody, you know, we see what Josh d- did last year. We mm. see the, the numbers from the offense. So we're just like, oh, no, we're good. We got it. We got the offense. What you're not putting into to context there is the actual context of field position and, right. and um, what Josh Allen was able to start with. So so when when you're and I use this example every single week, it feels like now. But when your back is against the end zone. When you're starting at the 10 yard line, the 15 yard line, it's a little bit more difficult to get out of your field yeah. position or to get out of your side of the field and onto your opponent's side. Then it, you know, it's way easier when you're yeah. starting at the 40. Yeah. You all you need is 10 yards and you're already in field. Like, you know, with a kicker like Tyler, you're already in field goal position when you're on the, on the other team's 40. Right. So all you need from your quarterback is to go 20 yards to be in scoring position. Mm-hmm. So then when you're in scoring position, you have defenses you know it's different so yeah you you when you have the the receivers we have to create space you can do that and and yeah be a super high powered offense and i'm not saying josh can't take us 95 yards down the field we've seen him do it but it's a whole lot harder to do that consistently than it is to go 50 65 yards down the field so no i don't think i don't think we want to start at the 25 every time we get take a kickoff or i don't think we want to fair catch every time we catch a punt in the 10 you know we need yeah you're, you're literally saying exactly what i wanted you to say because there's something this offense, this offense was prolific last year. Josh Allen played out of his mind. Absolutely. And we can look at many games, 49ers game, Jets game. There's, there's several games, the Chiefs game, and the championship game. There's several games where the Bills, if they were backed up, could not get going. If, if Andre Roberts got pinned back. And it was funny because you saw the frustration in Andre Roberts when he was getting mm-hmm. pinned back there over and over and over again and couldn't get a step forward and couldn't do what he wanted to do as far as that goes. Um, Sterling Furrow in the chat. Sterling Furrow says no, Andre man, Roberts terrible. was and is so underrated. He's one of the most consistent return guys in a long time. It's true. And I don't know what the excuse is for not bringing him back unless the bills have an ace in, like up their sleeve, something that we don't know, which is let's be honest, not outside the realm of possibility. The Buffalo bills could have something that we don't know. I don't understand for the money that he signed for with the Texans, why he's not still in the red, white and blue of Buffalo. <sighs> I don't know. And, and, and you know, me, like I'm, I'm Andre Roberts to, to the, like I'm Andre Roberts all the way yep, there. Yep, if I'm yep. not his biggest fan, it has to be like his wife or son or daughter. I don't know if he has kids, His mom. But I, I, I can almost <laughs> guarantee you, I am his biggest fan. You know, like it is, it, I just, the guy is incredible, man. And, and the thing is, I, I, oh, and you know, okay, I love Nate Burleson. You know yeah. I love Nate Burleson. Yeah. The other day, he had this take on uh, Good Morning Football where he basically said, like, the Buffalo Bills only scored two touchdowns last year through special teams, so they have to improve in special teams. Clearly, he was just taking notes from people or looking at stats yeah, because yeah. special teams was a strength on this team. Yep. Andre Roberts consistently, and I said I wasn't going to do this, so I'm not going to, but Andre Roberts consistently had us in good field position. Oh, yeah. Josh Allen, I guarantee you Josh Allen appreciates Andre Roberts more than any of the fans. <laughs> I guarantee you. 
So Daniel Gower says that the reason that they let Roberts go was money. He was a luxury they could afford. They could no longer afford. I don't. I think he signed for like two and a half million or three million. It like it. It yeah. wasn't that much money. It. It literally was. It has to be something else. Uh, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, you're watching and listening to the Overreaction Sports Podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings uh, Podcast Network. Brought to you by the Market Dominator. Do me a favor, whatever platform you are watching on, like and subscribe. I forgot to say that at the top of the show. So if you're watching on YouTube, please do me a favor, jump on that like button. Smash it, as they like to say. You can't hump it because it's not hump day. Uh, but uh, smash that like button, get our numbers up. Also, if you are watching and you have not, whether it's now or later after the show is aired live, please do me a favor, do us a favor and subscribe. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscriptions on youtube before the season starts and we are super duper close but uh we did it bro we got through it what's up andre Roberts signed a two-year 5.5 million dollar contract with the houston's including a one million dollar signing bonus and 2.5 guaranteed pennies the buffalo bills could absolutely afford that that's not a luxury you can't afford man they can afford them right now they've got they've got eight or ten million dollars at the cap they can afford them right now literally right now that's uh, sorry. It, my, it does, my, it, my heart is broken. It doesn't make sense. And I bet you under Roberts doesn't understand it either. The only thing I can think is that they feel they've got somebody waiting in the wings, whether, whether they felt that Isaiah McKenzie showed them enough in that last football game against the dolphins. I don't know. Which Isaiah McKenzie is your guy. I think Isaiah McKenzie, you know, I think he wins the, he wins the job. He does. But I still, like I said, as much as I love him and I think now because I, um, I, I love Andre Roberts so much, it's, it's a lot of times confused with hate for Isaiah and it's no hate, but I, I think Bill's fans, I hope I'm wrong here. I, mm. This is the first time I'm going to, not the first, but this is the time I'm going to say, I hope I'm wrong here. I think, I think Bill's fans will miss Andre Roberts by week three. I agree. I love this comment from Chris Grant, from Chris Jenke. Maybe Roberts wanted a more expanded role. I like it because it's very possible, but he did not earn an expanded role in this offense. Mm-hmm. He did not in two years. He did not earn an expanded role in this offense. Yeah, right. I agree. And he it, um, but well, is it that he didn't earn it, or is it that they didn't need him though? Because again, when we're talking about what Andre Roberts was for this team. Every year they try to do something different so far with Josh. Last year was the first year we actually saw Josh just take over and be a, a quarterback with his arm like that. Right, right. We, we traded for Diggs. We had Beasley. We had Brown. Gabe Davis came through. I know Brown got injured, but Dave, Gabe Davis grew up in front of our eyes. Yes. And then we also, we, we, McKenzie did have some moments there where he also came in and showed us some things. And so what I'm saying is we didn't need Andre Roberts to be a part of the offense because we had the league leading receiver. We Mm -hmm. had the best slot receiver. We had our third guy was putting up big man numbers too. So we didn't need him. Uh, In years past, we were a run first team. When, when Josh, Josh's rookie year, Shady had the ball. Shady was excited about him. He's like, I want to be here when that kid takes over. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what we wanted to do. Josh was running over people, jumping over people. You know, so that was the team. It's no longer the team. So, it's But the, I just don't think Andre ever really had a chance. Because the guy, he's in the NFL, and he's doing the stuff that he's doing on punt and kick returns. You can't make me believe that he can't catch a pass. You can't make me believe he can't. You know, he might not be the best route runner in the world, but you can't. You, there's nothing that's going to make me believe that he couldn't catch balls on offense that sounded bad he can catch balls on offense but you gotta he he, he'd have a very hard time breaking through this group of wide receivers right right so that's what i'm saying now i understand roster spots are valuable so if you can get a guy that can do what andre roberts does and play wide receiver right yeah i get it but the thing is a lot of times the production that andre roberts gives you 
you're mm. not going to get that from a guy doing both. Yeah, yeah, for you sure. Ha- for that, you have a specialist, Cordell Patterson, specialist. Yep. He's not like, yeah, he's a running back and all that. He's not really taking handoffs like that. How often do you see him actually have, you know, 15, 20 carries in the game and the, the returns? It only seemed like it happened against the Bills because the Bills defense would right. lose their minds when it happened. What is he doing yeah. in the backfield? Oh, my God, he's got the ball. Like, what do like I we do? We didn't know anything. We didn't know anything. <laughs> They would lose their ever-loving minds if that dude got the football. The Bills defense would just, like, they'd crap their pants. They'd all have potatoes in the back of their pants right there instantly, like, <laughs> immediately. Oh, so I think we did it, bro. So, uh, yeah, same time tomorrow. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. I, I'm um, I'm excited to talk about the defense because I think that's where to I, be honest. I feel like, guys, tomorrow, oh, yeah. if you're not prepared for it please be prepared to to come in and watch for more than an hour like it's probably gonna be like an hour and a half because i feel like the defense um the defensive line alone is going to be a tough conversation the linebacker position we don't talk about but we Mm. brought in somebody from tech from houston last year who i think is a stud who does not miss tackles who's fast who can absolutely make this roster but we still have the three guys that started last year we still have like it's going to be the cornerback position that we talked about is going to be a, a little battle there between Levi and, and um, Dane Jackson. Yep. So, so th- tomorrow's conversations are a lot more, I just feel like offense to set. It was like, okay, we didn't really change anything besides bringing Emmanuel Sanders. That's what we're doing tomorrow. Tomorrow's the day. Yeah. Yeah. For tomorrow's sure. So day. Chris Jenke asked, can you guys take questions uh, at uh, QT at the end of uh, tomorrow? I don't have sure. a problem taking the question now. If you got questions now, Chris, we'll take them. Or yes, we can actually have a little bit of a, a, a question and answer session tomorrow. So if you guys want to come tomorrow with your questions, absolutely. We would love to uh, to have those conversations. Uh, NYAP in the 716 says, hey, guys, what's up, bro? We're finishing up. You know what You know what I'll do, too, for tomorrow, if it's okay with you, Joe, for me to make this announcement. So yeah, tomorrow, yeah. what I'll do is, so um, that was Chris that, I, okay, so first, Chris, when, when we jump off of here, DM me on Twitter, but then what I'll do is also four or five people. I'm going to, I'll do five people on top of, or additional to Chris. So Joe and I will do the predictions for the roster for that first hour, that second half hour, I'll bring in five guests and you can ask your questions that way. So we'll do live guests. You got to DM me though. It's first come first serve. I'll respond to the first five people that get to me. You will be able to jump on the code of conduct with me and Joe. It probably won't make the actual broadcast of the podcast. I'll Mm -hmm. cut that part out, but, for the live show you'll be with us so uh so five guests come on and bring your questions and we'll make that happen tomorrow i think that'll be fun that will be sweet so ladies and gentlemen you have been watching tuning into listening to the overreaction sports podcast brought to you by the market dominator on the buffalo rumblings podcast network i'm your host the voice of the overreaction sports podcast my name is joe miller you can find me on twitter uh and my guest jay spence the king tell everybody where they can find you I'm on Twitter at J Spence the King. I'm on Instagram. I don't use it, but I'm a fine. I, I promise. I'm going to use it. But my show uh, airs right now. It, 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 we go live Monday nights and it goes it, it airs Tuesday. I love y'all. Buffalo Rumblings, just like Joe. Just find me with him. I'm yeah, always yeah, with yeah. Joe. So, so this was a two-part episode. So if whether you're watching right now or you're listening later, uh, you've got to back it up with part two. Uh, catch it live on YouTube Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Buffalo Rumblings YouTube channel. Also, subscribe, like, do all that good stuff. But uh, it was this was fun. Uh, this was I was looking forward to this. I think you asked me about a month and a half ago. Hey, are we going to do our projections this year? And I was like, yeah. for sure. Like, let's do that for sure. So I'm excited for for this one. I'm excited for tomorrow. 
Uh, I'm just excited for Wednesday. We get to be on live together Wednesday night, first day of practices. I, I hope that yeah. there's interviews. Like, I hope there's interviews. But uh, for myself, for Jay Spencer King, for the Market Dominator, for the Buffalo Rumblings, we love you guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. Go Bills. Go Bills. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.